This is the All Sports Podcast devoted to your favorite teams in North Texas. Welcome to Ballsy, a production of the Dallas Morning News and Sports Day. Our weekly show is proudly hosted. Okay, strike that. Our show is hosted by Kevin Sherrington, Evan Grant, and myself. I'm David Moore, and who knows, maybe we'll have a special guest or two along the way. In this episode, we'll be talking about the Mavericks. Catch other episodes by subscribing to the Ballsy Podcast on iTunes. We're also on social media. Just search Ballsy Podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and you'll be notified of the latest episode. Don't forget, it's Ballsy with a Z. Are you ready, sports fans? Ballsy starts now. Hello, everybody. Welcome into Ballsy, the Sports Day DFW Dallas Morning News Sports Podcast. I am Kevin Sherrington, joined by Evan Grant. Uh, we don't have any David Moore this week. It's been kind of nice not having David here to say again. And the, you like to pronounce it as these instead of thes. You ever, ever noticed that? No. They got on When he's on the ticket, they got a guy who's the fake David Moore. He calls in every once in a while and does all that. Pretty perceptive. I like it. You know, I, uh, I hope that our uh, listeners are, are as uh, fun as, as some of those guys are. Actually, I just hope our, we have listeners. That would be good. Yes. That'd be great. Listen up, people, because I got two kids that are still in college, okay? Uh, it's expensive, too, to send them to these pricey places. You wonder how much all that costs? How much does San Jack run these days? Oh, are you making fun of San Jack? You know, I'm a proud alumnus of San Jack. Were you? Yeah. You, you have an associate's degree from San Jack? I, did, I, didn't, I did not get my associate's. I got. I refused to do that. I did go there for two years, though. You went there for two years? Yeah, yeah I mean, I I will say this seriously. I, it, it, particularly for kids who aren't necessarily focused on a major, I think the junior college route right now is a much more cost-effective uh, <sighs> way to go about things. You get those core classes that you need to get done, get um, easily assimilated to the college atmosphere, and then you transfer into the school of your choice, and maybe you can kind of price yourself up a little bit at that point in time because you've saved some money on the first two years. Yeah. I think, it, you know, of course, this was back in caveman days, but I think my first semester, it was $4 an hour. Wow. It took 18 hours, 72 bucks. Wow. Yeah, I think. I just hadn't paid for it myself. But you went so. to Jim's college, right? <laughs> with San Jack. And then after that, I went to the University of Houston. and worked my way through both places, right. as my brothers did as well, That's by the way. Uh, so anyway, so we're going to talk about the Mavs. Uh, they had a big press conference on Monday, uh, in which they introduced all the new guys. There's a bunch of them, you know, four new guys. Uh, and, uh, and they were led by Chris Stapps Porzingis, who is a very tall individual. Let me just say he is seven, three, um, you know, Dirk is seven feet tall. This guy is seven, three, legitimate seven, three. He's a tree. Unbelievable. Um, and so the, you know, it was interesting to, to listen to the discussion of, uh, of Rick Carlisle and Mark Cuban as they were relentlessly recruiting Porzingis because the deal is obviously, uh, he's got a couple of options this summer. He can, uh, sign a qualifying offer, uh, with the Mavericks, in which case he'd be making four and a half to $6 million somewhere in there for next season. And he's gambling on himself. Right. And then he can be an unrestricted free agent after next season. Uh, in which case he'd be open to the market, uh, which would be a bad thing for the Mavericks, obviously. So what the re- the Mavericks are banking on is that surely there's no way he's gonna he's coming off a major injury, an ACL injury. Uh, he's gonna sit out this entire season, uh, and surely there is no way he's gonna risk 
losing a contract with, that might pay him what? Uh, I don't know, $120, $140, $150 million for gambling on the fact that he's going to come back. Because what, what if he does that? His brother, Giannis, is his agent. And what if he says, yeah, well, we'll take this six million, we'll just take this six million dollars and bet on next year. People are thinking that he's not going to want to do that. There are also a lot of other things in motion here. It's an ext- it was an extremely interesting week last week and how this trade came up, uh, and how quick it developed, uh, almost overnight, you could say. Uh, and uh, they when uh, Giannis and Came up with uh, four or five teams. I was told that uh, they could. He wanted to be traded to the Mavericks. Were not one of those four or five teams. Which, on the one hand, you would think is not a good sign, right? Uh, on the other hand, uh, as it was explained to me, if uh, the Mavericks had been on that list, the Knicks would not have traded him to to the Mavericks. So they're not going to because the Knicks him. have become the most petty team in professional sports. Pretty much, pretty much, uh, and you can and you can see why. Uh, what the Mavericks feel is that, look, uh, we think he's going to really like it here. We think he's going to like Dallas. We think he, he loves Dirk. He loves the idea of playing with Luka. Uh, so it's a team that has kind of a European tilt to it, uh, which would be a promising to him. And this is a place where we love you, you know, where, as opposed to New York, where they're, you're trying to clear the deck so they can get Kevin Durant. Right. You know, and the Mavericks know the chances of getting the chances of getting Kevin Durant are nil. Right, right. Uh, so this is their this is their big shot. The only, I, I, from my perspective, look, I I love athletic seven footers. I mean, yeah, you know, I they're they're so few and far between, and uh, they are so difficult to defend, and they can do multiple elements. I like the trade. The part of me that has some degree of disappointment is a year ago at this point in time, we were sitting here singing the praises of Dennis Smith Jr. Right. And kind of, kind of singing. No, I mean, and, and maybe it was artificial just because it was the best the Mavs had to offer at that yeah, point. I think that's what happened. Um, but man, it's, it got, it went south quickly for him here. Uh-huh. And, I hate the idea that, you know, in back-to-back years you had these high draft picks in, in Dennis Smith Jr. and then Luca, and you're having to move one of those guys already because, well, really he didn't live up to expectations. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, and I this is what I wrote when initially it was reported that he was going to be traded. I said, shouldn't you just wait to see how this is going to pan out? And, 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 and the reason I wrote that was because, you know, it did seem premature to be given up on Dennis Smith. He's awfully quick, very fast. He's probably one of the two or three fastest guys in the NBA uh, and a pretty good shooter at that. He's he, shooting a lot better this year. Not great so much on his decision-making, though, and that was that became an issue. What changed everything and what I admire about what the Mavericks have done in all this is exactly what we were talking about with the Cowboys earlier and exactly what we were talking about with Jimmy Johnson. They make decisions. Hey, not working. Boom, let's go. And, and and here's the difference in this deal. When you're when they were talking about let's trade Dennis Smith and let's see if we can get because at one point at one point the the, the, the trade was going to be with the Knicks it's just going to be a straight up Wes Matthews for Tim Hardaway. They like Tim Hardaway. Wes is a is a is an older player. 
Uh, he's older than Tim anyway. They're, they're very similar in a lot of ways, uh, but they just want to make that deal. Then it became a, a bigger trade, obviously. Is just that. You know, they were talking about getting Courtney Lee or getting uh, Tim Hardaway or getting a player of that caliber in exchange for Dennis Smith. Instead, you got one of the two or three best power forwards, certainly certainly maybe the best young power forward. He's only 23 years old in the game. That is a remarkable acquisition to be able to do that. And that, no, no doubt about that. And, and that's what I'm saying. And I know you got to give up talent to get talent. Yeah, yeah. Because here's the thing. There's nobody in the game who would say that Dennis Smith – is worth Kristaps Porzingis. Right. That Porzingis is already an all-star, and he's a seven foot three all-star. Uh, Dennis Smith is a long way from being an all-star at this point. So he he may eventually become a really good player. You know that may very well happen. But the thing is, you already know this guy's a really good player, and so I mean, the, I'm I'm just saying that from my from my perspective, if if I'm looking at at this trade and and I'm saying that there's some degree of reticence that I have, it's just the idea that. This was a high pick, and you did move him. You hey, you maximized value for him. There's no doubt, but you also you moved him partly because you wanted to move him. You know he had well, he wanted to move. He did things not, were not working out for. He him. did not like playing here. Yeah. He was not coming back here. Now eventually, I mean, he's he's tied to the, the right. Mavericks for several years, or he would have been. Um, but and that's just, uh, I mean, from from. From my perspective and the idea of, you know, building a, a franchise from full of young talent, that's just disappointing. On, it's on disappointing, but but, it, but here's what I'm going to ask you. But I'm not disappointed in the trade. No, no I'm not. Por- Porzingis is 23 years right. old. I'm, I'm not disappointed. So in you're the not trade. getting any older. You didn't trade him for a 30 right. year old guy. You, you trade him for a 23 year old guy who's already a star. And I, I want to be clear on that. I mean, I'm just. Yeah. This is the devil's advocate element that I'm, I'm saying here is it's just disappointing that you had this 23 year old guy who a year ago you were hanging your hat on him, possibly because well, it, you he's, were. He's actually 21. Oh, that's right. Dennis. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Porzingis is 23. I'm, yeah, no, no. You did get older. You got two years older. You didn't get older. Yeah. You you just got more experience, basically. He, here's and I understand what you're saying, but what you have to be able to do is look past that. Here's some, for me the one issue in all this: is he gonna is he gonna resign or not? Right. The Mavericks think he will. Obviously, they think he will. Uh, I asked some questions, and and we'll, we'll we'll find out what happens. But if he comes back, you know what they're trying to sell this is. And and this was funny yesterday when it came up because Rick Carlisle had said, based on something that Donnie Nelson had said before, this is kind of like Dirk and Nash all over again. And uh, as Carlisle added to that, only taller. Okay? That just sounds funny to say that. Listen, let me tell you something. Let's say that Chris Stops Porzingis comes and he signs a long-term deal with them this summer, which is what the Mavericks are hoping he does. Um now we're talking about if he comes back healthy, uh, which is is a concern. Uh, it's not a big concern to me. They, uh, according to the Knicks, the medical reports all say that everything's going fine. That he that he looks. Fine. If you've got the luxury to allow him to make the full recovery this year yeah. without co- having a rush back and play, right? If he does resign long term, you have established a core for the next generation. There's no doubt. There's yeah. no ifs, ands, or buts. I would take I would take Luca and Kristaps and and say okay you, we're gonna we're gonna build around them no questions but as you said the I think the biggest issue here is will will he resign here um, if you made this deal for one year 
you're not going to win the NBA title next year. Oh, no, no, no. So, but what I'm going to tell you right now, though, if, if Porzingis comes back healthy next year, I have no doubt that he and Doncic will immediately form a bond. Here's what happened this year. That starting five that they were putting out here this year, no chemistry. They could not get that to work. If you if you watched if you looked at the plus minus every night on that team, the the reserves were almost all pluses and the starters were almost all minuses, except maybe Doncic. You know, it was a very difficult thing to make that work. They just couldn't get it to go. Uh, and I think what you're going to see now is that that Porzingis and Doncic are going to have a, a remarkable chemistry right away because they come from similar backgrounds, similar skill sets. The, these are things that are going to work really well together. It's just going to mesh. They're going to they're going to have to find out if Harrison Barnes is going to you know he's going to be a twenty five million dollar player next year. He has not been anywhere close to that. That's not what he really is. Uh, he is going to have to find a way to, to play with these guys. They're hoping to get something out of Tim Hardaway uh, for the next couple of years until his contract is up. Courtney Lays is up after next year. Uh, Tim Hardaway's is up for two more years. But here's the thing. If they get him to stay, they have put themselves on a remarkable track. They have really sped things up. When you were talking about Dennis Smith, when I talked about Dennis Smith, no one was counting on Luka to be this good. He is an exceptional player. This is a, he, he is a, I believe he is a generational player. As, as Brad uh, Townsend told me last night when he was talking to Chuck Cooperstein in Cleveland, that Jim Jones, a very good player in the NBA for a long time, and he's on the, on the Cleveland broadcast crew, he's lived in Cleveland for a long time, says, my gosh, I never thought I'd see this again. I look at this kid play, he reminds me of LeBron James. That is what he's saying about a rookie in the NBA. That is Jim Jones saying that, not some joker like me or you. Right. That is a guy who knows what he's talking about. So this is well. Here, here's changed everything. Luca is 19, correct? Yes. Okay, I actually got an age right. You did. Okay, Luca is 19, and I think the the idea of a generational player comes from he's 19. There are still big steps he can get to to get better. Right. He I, he can still improve. He can if still, he's he, this player. Throughout his career, he's a very good player. He's not a generational player. Uh, he, he, he's getting triple doubles, man, as a rookie. Uh, he, of course he's going to get better. For one thing, he just gets better at his free throw shooting. He's right. not a very good free throw shooter. He's, he still has too many turnovers. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, there's things he's going to get better. I would expect that as time goes by, he's a big kid now. I would expect he'll get a little bit better physically. Uh, he's been playing professional basketball for a long time, but I would expect his body will mature and he will be uh, a little bit uh, – I'm not saying he's not in shape. I'm just saying get stronger, a little bit of baby fat on, on him right now. So I would expect his body will mature. I'm, I'm saying that, sure, there are things that can go wrong here. He could get hurt. Porzingis, Porzingis has had injury problems before the ACL. He's had other issues with his back and, and, and other things. So, yeah, there's a lot of things that can go wrong here. But potentially, these two guys are potentially better than what Dirk and Nash were. Uh, and, and that's, oh, yeah. And that's no, I, I, well. But, well, there's no question about it. Because here's the thing. Dirk is basically a great scorer, a great shooter, an un unstoppable scorer, and a pretty good rebounder. And that's all he could do. Not a good passer, Not certainly not a good defender. You know, there was a metric out there that, uh, that Przingis was the number one rim protector last year before he got hurt. Number one in the NBA. So, the fact that he can do that, the fact that he's such a good passer, he's a much better athlete than Dirk. But the biggest difference is between Nash and Doncic. Those are two different kinds of players. Steve Nash is the is the player that the that the Mavericks gave up Trey Young 
to the to the Hawks for Doncic. That's what he that's who he was. Right. Uh, whereas this is a big body, a guy who can play multiple positions. A guy's an unbelievable passer and shooter. You can do so many things on the floor. He's much more like Magic Johnson than he is about. You know, and I'm not saying he's going to be Magic Johnson. I'm just saying that's the kind of player he he is. You know, so this 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 team suddenly has a remarkable skill set and talent base. It is to me, or you know, if if he comes, if Porzingis comes back, this is going to be the best team in town. You know, uh, I, I think there's going to be certainly more talent on it. You know, they 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 are building towards something that could really challenge, I think. I, I just I, I really believe that when you can put those kind of players together, then you put the right players around them. They don't have to be superstars. They just have to be the right players around them. Then this team has sped up its recovery process uh, exponentially. I, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at it, watching it. It is unbelievable to see just what you said before, where they were last year. Yeah, everybody was excited about Dennis Smith Jr. because, frankly, the, there the, wasn't anything else to be excited about. There wasn't anything. And and then I think that most people around the team would tell you, yeah, you know, he's got things he needs to do, but he's pretty good. Yeah, we like him. You know, we're excited. And then they got when they, you know, and I give Donnie Nelson all the credit in the world. He knew how good Doncic was. Now he he I think he's been even better than he thought, but he had a lot better idea than everybody else. And he's also the one who thought you know that Antetokounmpo was a great player, and he couldn't talk his owner into that either. Uh, so. He recognizes these guys and the kind of talent they have. So uh, I, I really do think that this this team is going to be uh, a lot of fun to watch. If they can get this, if they can swing this, it's still a question. You know, not out of, not out of the question that he takes the qualifying offer and then risks everything and risks Mavericks' future as well. Right, right. So that's it. Uh, we've we've talked about the Mavericks. We talked about the Rangers, and we have talked about the the Cowboys and the Super Bowl. Well, those were two. Actually, we talked about four separate subjects because uh, the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Are oh, not, that's right. They weren't in. The they're Super Bowl. mutually exclusive. They weren't in the Super Bowl, time, were yes. they? No, 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 they weren't. Uh, of course, the Rams shouldn't have been in the Super Bowl either. Boy, you really on this? Yeah, well, you know, it's not fair. Not you right. Saints humor. humor. You know, I actually Saints had humor. Did, did anybody say to you that the, the, the did you believe that all of a sudden the court was going to step forward and say, hey? Rams, we're, we're starting this over. No, we're going back and play that NFC, NFC title game over I, again. I, yeah, I thought there was a good chance of <laughs> Yeah, right. From this point on. <laughs> I actually had some people who, who made it sound like that was going to happen. Yeah. yeah, right. So, for everybody in here, to everybody out there, thanks. And Who is this everybody you speak of? It's me and you. No, Benjamin's in there. And, and Benjamin's the, in a soundproof and room, and he refuses to participate. All these people out here who, who are really Benjamin's participating. He was. All these people out here who, who, who come by and walk by and wave and, and, are, and, are, and are pushing us forward and telling us what a great job we're doing and pulling for us. Like who? Not nobody, really. So, anyway, bye. Thanks for listening to the Mavericks Ballsy Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly episodes on iTunes. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, too. Just search the Ballsy with a Z podcast. Until next time, sports fans, we'll see you.